The Corner Andrew Show Podcast. I'm Gunnar Andrews Show Studio Usher, Teddy Peterson. In a surprise move, Tom Bergeron has announced that he's leaving America's Funniest Home Videos after hosting the show for 14 years. What's even more surprising is that they still make America's Funniest Home Videos. (laughs) Now silence, silence I say. For can't you see we're trying to do a show here? Here comes another steaming pant load of Garner Andrews' show on the Sonic. It's a podcast from Sonic 1029. Uh, you there. Go ahead. What's up? As for this uh, NHL uh, uh, conspiracy theory? Yeah, we had Cody on the show. Cody believes that the Stanley Cup winner is predetermined by Gary Bettman and by NHL head office, and they just follow a script, a storyline through the entire season. Uh, like you say, that would be way too hard to keep quiet. Well, uh, yeah, it's like it, any big conspiracy requires dozens, hundreds, sometimes thousands of people, and people inherently have big mouths. And they love to let you know that they've got some information on the inside, some intel, and they got to share it with you. I I I do like by watching certain uh, documentaries and all that sort of stuff. Now I would say that I wouldn't put it behind big business. Let's say when it comes to the final two, to kind of help one team over another. Uh, how? Uh, just with uh, officials. So, there, some there has hu- been officials that have been betting on games, and they have been caught eventually, and all that sort of stuff, right? <laughs> but there aren't that many absolutely blown calls in professional sports, like professional hockey, that could determine the outcome of a game, right? How many? Yeah, but it's, 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 you, all you have to do actually is just look at the watch a game, and on certain calls, after it just. Stupid minor calls. They're not big game calls, but after a couple stupid minor calls, it just kind of takes the air out of the uh, the, the one team. Well, it kills momentum, is what you're saying. Yeah, and that's all. You, you don't have to deliberately make a call that it's blatantly that yes, this is uh, being a fixed game now, right? Mm. You just have to make the subtle calls that all of a sudden totally. Um, play in favor to somebody over than the other and it takes the sales out and it takes their momentum away and and it's just hard, right? I just think it's way too hard to control. You can kill a team's momentum for a couple of minutes but you can't kill their desire and their determination to win a game. Oh, I I didn't say like it would be uh, 100% fixed but I'd say it's just trying to play into one team's favor over the other. In the end... It's big money that runs everything. Okay. Podcast Sonic. We're talking again. I mean, we can talk about whatever you want, but the star of the show lately seems to be your conspiracy theories. Oh, hey, good morning. Wow, I got through. Yes, you did. Dreams do come true, don't they? (laughs) Apparently. Yeah. I was, uh, it's funny, I'm just driving into work and I was just listening to to this last gentleman that was talking about... uh, this uh, NHL conspiracy and the fixing. I, you know um, what? I'm surprised how many people believe this. It, it is unbelievable. There, uh, to your point, there is just too many cogs. There's too many t- intangibles that that would make that thing even remotely possible. Mm-hmm. And and the comedy makes about big 
big, I think it was big money. No, runs big business. Big, well, yeah, yeah that, that's, I don't know. Is that kind of like an oxymoron? Of course it does. If, if teams have money, of course they're going to be better. And of course they're going to win because they probably bought better players. Like, I, I, I can't see, I just, I, I just, I, I can't believe that people would think that that there's one guy or two guys sitting in, in a boardroom smoking a big cigar saying, you know, I think this team's going to win this, this year. Uh, if, and we're going to make them win. If this what? was the case, don't you think uh, one of the greatest stories in NHL history is the drought between cups for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs? Uh, uh, true. true. Don't, and and don't everybody th- says, well, uh, Toronto is big corporate money. Well, isn't that then? Don't you think that they want Toronto to win? Yeah, that's a great story. All of a sudden, Toronto coming back, you know, winning their first uh, cup in, just, what, 50 years? It just kills me. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, just, uh, I, I don't know I don't know why people would even even think that. And I guarantee you, if that guy, the, the people that we've had on the air that believe in the NHL conspiracy, if they're diehard Oilers fans, and the, di- and the Oilers, well, obviously it's not going to happen this year, but next year they make a run for it and they go all the way through and they win the Stanley Cup, those guys, they won't, no, 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 that wasn't a conspiracy, they just played hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they, they just they just finally all did really well, and yeah. the guys gelled together as a team. It had nothing exactly. to do with the two guys sitting in their office. Exactly, I, the puppet I, masters. I just wanted to say that, you know. Yeah, it's that's got to be frustrating uh, grabbing phone calls and, and and biting your tongue and listening to that. So. No, actually, it's fun. I enjoy it. <laughs> I do. Have I a, do. Have a great day. You too. See ya. Casting go from Sonic One Two Nine. Garner. Hello. Garnman. Hi. Garnmeister. Garnatola. Rob Snyder here. Yeah, how you doing, uh, outdated pop culture reference guy? Oh, pretty good. I thought I'd tell you about the NHL uh, conspiracy theories. (laughs) Do you have to be in character in order to... No, no, I'm just just in one of those moods. It's the caffeine, you know. Okay, I thought maybe you were hiding your somewhat harebrained theory behind a funny voice. No, no, it's 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 uh, it's the flip side of the coin. I heard uh, one of your callers saying how a great story would be the Toronto Maple Leafs. Actually, the Toronto Maple Leafs is the pinnacle of of pro sports. They lose, and they're the most profitable team. They sell out every game. Edmonton's becoming that. They sell out pretty much all the time, and they always finish in the bottom five. Hmm. That's what they want. So the stories, the stories are the impossible stories. Not that uh, losing teams win, but, uh, you know, it, it's the drama. And, and it's, you know, two-thirds or three-quarters of the league is in the U.S. If, if they're catering to the U.S. So what you're saying then is that if you do... This all goes back to the guy that called the show yesterday and said that the NHL is fixed. It's controlled by Gary Bettman. He decides who wins the Stanley Cup and the teams all follow the script, the storyline throughout the entire season. And he sort of, he picks the winner based on what's the best story. And it was me this morning that said, well, using that harebrained logic, isn't the greatest story in NHL history the one about the Leafs not winning a cup in almost 50 years? Don't you think you would run with that story? Uh, That's a story for maybe Canadians. It's not a story for 75% of the NHL. It's not going to... How much more money can can the Leafs make? They're already maxing out and they're losers. Hmm. They're lovable losers. So uh, I guess basically then what you're saying is that the minute you do run that storyline and the, the Leafs do win the cup... 
they lose the momentum there. People stop caring because, oh, we, we finally got our Stanley Cup. Now I can move on with my life. You know, the last year Gretzky was in Edmonton, we weren't selling out. Too much success equals complacency. People stop caring. What's that woman's name from that daytime soap opera that has never won an Emmy or something like that? Well, and- I, I, I think she did. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, Susan Lucci. Susan Lucci. I was going to say Angelina Jolie, but uh, she's a different kind of... Susan Lucci. And then did people stop caring about her after she won her Emmy? Well... Maybe. Uh, I don't know if she's on daytime TV anymore, that's for sure. It was a way better story when she was a loser. Oh, I see where you're getting it. Okay. This all makes sense now. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> I still don't believe that the NHL is fixed, like a lot of you seem to, but I do get what that guy is saying. It's time for Music News You Can Use with Bryce Kelly. Today is Wednesday, March the 12th, and this is what's happening. Tool frontman Maynard James Keenan is selling his house in Los Angeles. It's coming with a price tag of $2.8 million as he plans to live full-time now in Arizona. As for the band, Tool continue to tour right now and work on their brand new album. The lineup has been announced for this year's Oshiega Festival in Montreal. Arctic Monkeys are set to headline alongside Jack White and Outkast. Others set to perform include Lord, Foster the People, Modest Mouse, AWOL Nation, Serena Ryder, Half Moon Run, Churches, and Sam Roberts. And some fans of Queens of the Stone Age are upset after the band was announced as a headliner for the Reading slash Leeds festivals in England. Unlike the other headliners, Queens of the Stone Age are forced to share their headlining spot with Paramore. The band, though, is not too upset, saying that the competition for fans will likely bring out the best in both of them. That does it for another edition of Music News You Can Use on Sonic. Sonic 1029. You know what? There's a call on my screen here that goes back to something we were talking about yesterday. Well, I mean, the whole conspiracy theory. But late in the show, we started talking about... uh, A guy called in and he said that gold is a conspiracy. It's artificially inflated in price. It's not real. It was pretty technical as an explanation. But um, we also talked about diamonds. I think that's what this guy wants to talk about. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going? Good. How about you? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm calling about that diamond engagement thing and why we don't buy other gems. Well, I was saying, you know, a lot of people believe that the diamond market is artificially inflated, that they control production in order to keep the value of diamond up. And I said, well, why hasn't another semi-precious stone given diamonds a run for their money then? Yeah, no, but I mean, my wife and I got engaged pretty young. But when we told people we were getting engaged, like we were planning on getting engaged, I was I said, well, we're, she really likes amethyst, so I'm going to get her an amethyst engagement ring. And her parents said, you're not engaged unless there's a diamond. Mm. So we bowed to pressure, societal pressure, because nobody was going to con- at least not some people were going to consider us engaged unless there was a diamond on her finger. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise it was just a promise ring, <laughs> which is the same thing. Well, but- and to me, if if I got that kind of pressure from my wife's parents when I first engaged, I would really look. I'd 
I would go take a look in the mirror and I would ask myself some very, very difficult questions like, do I want to be involved in this family? Well, but I really do love her. I know. <laughs> but don't you think that you can say to her, look, I love you. A crazy, I love you so much, it's absolutely stupid. But I have to stand my ground here and I will not bow to your parents' radio edit. Pardon me. <laughs> Idiotic <laughs> insistence that I, in order to prove that I love you, I've got to put a diamond on your finger. What's their, what's yeah. her family's last name? De Beers? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. No, that, it just, I, this actually makes me angry. No, I mean, and then as a wedding present, they got her the ring I wanted to get her. So, oh my God, you are you kidding me? Well, it was a little bit after the wedding, but no, I'm not even kidding. They what got a her the exact ring we were looking at. You understand what a slap in the face that is to you, right? Oh yeah, she gave it back. But <laughs> holy crap, are you still together with this girl? Yeah, almost ten years. Do you almost ten years since we got married? Please we tell me. Like, please tell me you refuse to spend any time with her family. Just big family events now. Oh, uh, okay. They're not worthy of you as a son-in-law. <laughs> I, I kid you not. They sound like terrible people. It's a Sonic podcast. Um, I don't have anything to add to the NHL conspiracy. Uh, no opinion. But I was listening about the diamond conspiracy. Um, yeah, that uh, a guy called yesterday or a girl, I can't remember who it was, and said that the diamond market is strictly controlled. They only allow so many on the market so they can keep the price of diamonds artificially inflated. Right. I think that's true, but um, I watched a College Humor video lately that uh, talks about just this topic. And regardless of whether you know it's a conspiracy or not, uh that girl still wants that rock. Well, yeah, no, there's no denying it. I think a lot of women like fancy jewelry. And That's... some guys, too. <laughs> but, yeah. And we had a guy call the show yesterday, and he couldn't wrap his mind around that. He thought it was ridiculous. He thought it was stupid that women were into jewelry, fancy jewelry. And then I asked him, you know, what are you into? And he said, oh, I have fifty or $60,000 worth of tools in my garage. <laughs> and there's a lot of people, including me, that look at that and go, why would you need that? And then at the same time, I know people look at me, like my wife included, and wonder, why do I need that much stereo equipment? Why do I need all those records? Yeah. So. Um, and, I mean, it is. I mean, jewelry is nice. It makes you feel good, I guess. And it's, you know, all those all those things. Um, but But, yeah, it really comes down to what you want to do for love and and if that's the symbol that that uh, proves your love then so be it yeah but I, I also don't think you know what he also the guy yesterday brought up something like if you can't afford to pay your bills then you shouldn't be wearing a $40,000 rock on your, on your finger yeah and it's no different than people who spend 40 or 50 grand on a wedding and can barely afford to pay their rent that makes no sense to me either. You're better off taking that money and putting a down payment on a house. Have a little barbecue in the backyard of your house and get married there. Don't blow all that money on one day. The Modern Rock Door. The Modern Rock Door. Song.
Sonic Scott, the modern rock door with Garner Andrews and so much more. Can you guess what's behind the modern rock door? The Sonic Rock Door woes continue today with Chris. He was on and he baked up a loaf of shame bread. It is not Imagine Dragons radioactive. So on Thursday morning, $2,052 could be yours. Hit up Sonic1029.com where you can see a list of all the previous incorrect guesses. And you can now listen to the Sonic Rock Door clip as often as you want. Tune in to the Garner Andrews Show weekday week, 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 mornings at 820 as the modern rock door jackpot grows. Sonic 1029. Oh, Sonic 1029. Got it. Modern rock. Um, Bryce Kelly was talking about UFO sightings in Canada. They're down this year. Not as many people seeing strange stuff in the sky as they did a year ago. That, of course, got Bryce and I talking about conspiracy theory, X-Files, whatever happened to Gillian Anderson, Special Agent Dana Scully, and now everybody seems to know what she's up to. Go ahead. Hey, Gordon. Hello. Gillian Anderson. Gillian Anderson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did anyone call in about her? Uh, well, just saying that she's on a show called Hannibal now. Oh, because she lives on Denham Island, I'm told. I got a buddy that bought a cabin on Denham Island. In in At- B.C.? Yeah, and well, I'm told because Max Hedrum's on that island, and I'm told did she she might be with a a girl now. <laughs> I don't know. She could be. I have no idea. But yeah, she's, I, I think she's. I know she spent quite a few years in Vancouver because that's where they shot X Files, and yeah. she was married to a guy there. I think. I think she switched teams, and I think she just got out of the limelight, and she's living on an island. <laughs> hmm. I like her though. I think she is. A she was babe. Yeah, no, she, uh, I always thought she was understated, so. Yeah. <laughs> but then when you go and get voted, I think she got voted one of the 50 sexiest or whatever. Yeah, and I think maybe Maxim Magazine did a spread with her one year or something, and yeah. she, she really did sort of slip out of the limelight for quite a few years, and I, I think she was off raising kids or something like that, but... Apparently, she's back on TV now, and she plays Hannibal Lecter's psychologist on oh. Hannibal. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, as far as I know, I'll, I'll confirm on the island thing. Okay. <laughs> Den- Denman Island, not Denham Island. Oh, that's it, Denman. Yeah. I've only been there once. So yeah, Denham Island is, uh, Jay Leno is the mayor of Denham Island. That's where... <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff, Garn. Gas to go from Sonic 1029. Hey, Garner, you just brought this conspiracy thing full circle. How did I do that? Well, with Gillian Anderson in the X-Files. Because, you know, the spinoff to X-Files was the lone gunman, and they're all about conspiracies, right? True. And the, the pilot episode of Lone Gunman was in the year 2000. And in that episode, the U.S. government had a remote control on an airplane and they tried to crash that airplane into the World Trade Center. That was a year before it happened. And then this whole uh, Malaysian airliner 787 or whatever it is. Triple seven. Triple seven. There you go. Uh, It's a jackpot on the slot machine. Anyway, uh, wingnut here. Uh, They're saying now on the message boards that uh, uh, it never crashed. It's all Al-Qaeda. They landed it. They're going to repaint it as an American uh, jet full of bombs, and they're going to crash it somewhere. That's what they're saying. They're, they're, they're going, to get, going to use it as another flying bomb. Hmm. 
it, it just like, seems it's full circle with Gillian Anderson. You know, she yeah. she went back to Britain where she's from. She did a bunch of movies and TV over there. She's blonde now. I could wrap my mind around that that plane is sitting on the ground somewhere. I'm not saying I buy into your conspiracy theory, but I could see that perhaps it may have landed somewhere. And the passengers on board are being held against their will. Certainly. I, I could wrap my mind. It's just because the fact that it vanished like that... And usually the debris field is massive because it just it gets spread out everywhere. Tides take seat cushions and life jackets and luggage in all sorts of different directions. They would have found a chunk of it by now. I can. And there's ten thousand satellites up there. They could look for for an explosion. They can rewind the DVRs on their satellites and see where the puff of smoke was. So if it was, if it was really crashed, they'd know. But whether or not it's sitting on the ground somewhere right now, being repainted and packed with explosives and to be used for the purposes of evil, I don't know if I can go that far. Well, I, I hope it's not like that. Yeah, okay. I really don't, but that's what people are saying. Okay. It's a Sonic Podcast. Hey, Garner. Hello. I'm, uh, I'm hoping to weigh in on your radar issue. Okay, are you an amateur air traffic controller? I was a pilot in the Air Force. Okay, this'll do. This'll do. Now, my question is, is that this Malaysian jet that... Uh, Nobody has seen a speck of it, no trace of it, for going on six days now. That's a long time for a plane that size to just kind of go missing. And they said that the transponder stopped sending out a signal, but yet they could still see the path that it took to a certain point, and then it disappeared. Why is that? Okay, the uh, first issue is uh, the length of time that it's been missing is irrelevant. It could be weeks, honestly. It could be months. I mean, it, it's... Um, there are, you know, planes that crash in Canada where we have, you know, far more resources to find that stuff, and they're missing for a long time. They just, uh, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. It, it, it really is. And especially if you add water to it, it can really, you know, uh, swallow up the wreckage. And, you know, people saying, well, they can read stuff from satellites. I mean, finding an oil slick is, is impossible at that resolution. But with respect to the radar, what the transponder does, and it's very simple, you can turn that off. So the plane could still have power, but anybody that knew how to turn it off in the cockpit could easily turn it off. But the transponder, in addition to the signature that's being reflected off of the aircraft, the transponder sends out additional information that it can code a number of different things on there, such as speed, altitude, unique serial numbers and codes so that you can identify their aircraft. So if somebody turns that off, ATC will lose that information, but you still have the signature, like the return of the aircraft. So that's how they can still follow it. However, um, like the, the aircraft has to bounce that signal off. So if it's beyond the range of the radar or below the height that the radar can acquire it, it could be missing. So there are tons of places in Canada where... You are not on radar coverage just because we don't have a radar system that can send the signal to hit that plane and bounce back. It okay. happens all the time. It's very, it's very common. Okay. So you, your belief then would be that it's probably under several thousand feet of water. But don't let me put words in your mouth. Uh, my belief is that we will... We will know the truth at some point, and anything else is pure speculation. Yeah, I understand that, but it's it just, it, it's the conspiracy theory now where it's sitting on the ground somewhere and being repainted as a U.S. passenger jet and being packed with explosives and will be used as a weapon on the United States. 
I don't believe that, but I can wrap my head around that idea more than the people who are saying, oh, no, it was snatched from the sky by UFOs. You know, it, it's, it's possible that it is being repurposed, but it, it seems like a lot of effort to go to when there's tons of other aircraft that you could easily do that with. Yeah. Like, you really could. And, you know, it, um, repainting it is not going to fool anybody. This is the Garner Andrews Show to go. Like, get the hell out of here.